You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. I have a message for you today. I don't speak too long, and I have titled it, It's All Good. It's all good if you're taking notes. And I want to start with a question, and here's the question. How much of what you are living through currently determines what you're living for? In other words, how much of what you're going through at this moment, what you're fighting through, is determined by where you were going? Are you fighting battles? Are you facing things because you were going somewhere? Or are you in a place in your life where you have lost sight of your purpose, lost sight of your goal, and you're just going from battle to battle to battle because you just need to get out from one battle and you fly right into another one? I want to share this message with you today because I want to remind you and encourage you that whatever you're going through right now, whatever difficulty you might be facing, God's desire and God's plan is for it to, it's to bring good out of it. It's for somehow to bring good out of it and take you to a place where His goodness can shine on you. Now, you may not see it yet, and it may not be clear to you yet. But whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through in the past, God can turn it for good. And His desire is to turn it for good. Now, I, I understand and I realize that not all challenges feel good. That not all experiences, they are pleasant. They don't feel pleasant. And I realize that it's not easy for you to see the good when you are in the process. It's not easy for you to expect good when you were dealt a bad hand. And some of you here, you've been dealt a bad hand. No doubt about it. But in those times when you feel the pressure, those times when you are challenged, it's important for you to remember that your life is not random. That you didn't just show up on this planet at random. That God has a plan for you and your life has a purpose. It has a meaning. Scripture says in Exodus 23, 26 that God will fulfill the number of your days. God will fulfill every single day that you're meant to live. In Luke 12, 7, Jesus said this, that the hairs of your head are all numbered. And some of us have more numbers than others. And that's all right. And that's all right. But they are all numbered by Almighty God. See, you may not feel it like it yet. You may not feel it right now. But God can take your situation and turn it for good. You may not realize it, but your life is not random. You are a person of destiny. There's a purpose for your life that God wants to fulfill. There's something that He has put in you that is meant to come out. And you have something you are meant to live for. Some of you already know that. Some of you have lost sight of it. And I'm here this morning, today, to remind you of it. This is something that we need to remind ourselves daily. That we are meant to live for something. That we are meant to, to work for something. That we have a purpose in our lives. Because we live in an age that without realizing, we are told constantly that the goal is to not do anything. Constantly. There's a product, a system, an app. 
that will tell you that the best way to live is to not do anything. Here, here, here. Here's a device that you can have where you can just sit back and you don't have to do anything. You just press a button and it does it all for you. Here, here's a park. It parks. It, here's a car. It parks itself. Just press the button and you sit back. You don't have to do anything. Here's an app. You can download this app and with three clicks, food will show up at your door. You don't even need to talk to anybody. You don't have to do anything. You just sit back. You don't have to do anything. It's great. Don't do anything. Here's an appliance that can separate, wash, dry your clothes and put it away. They haven't invented it yet. But there are services out there. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, please, tell me what it is. I want to know. <laughs> A couple clicks, and you don't have to do anything. The assumption that is created is that the ideal kind of life is a life without struggle, is a life without affliction, is a life without difficulty. But I submit to you today that there are certain afflictions, certain battles that are necessary, that you will need to fight to become who you are meant to be. There are certain things that you are going through right now that you may not see it yet, but they have a purpose. And they, you needed to face it because of where you're going, because of your destination, because of your destiny. You cannot become who you are meant to be if you're not doing anything. You cannot become the person that God called you to be by not doing anything. Doing nothing will not get you anywhere. It's, and in progress involves pain many times. Strength involves struggle many times. And sometimes we can think of an affliction as a deterrent to our destiny. But in fact, I believe that many times afflictions are the avenue to our destiny. Afflictions are what take us there. And I believe that you can look back in your life today, most of us here, and think of a time where you had to make some hard choices. Think of a time where you had to, you were pinned against the wall and you had to make a hard choice. That hard choice did not come without hardship. But that hard choice got you where you needed to be. Something happened at work, so you had to look for a new job. Something happened at home, so you had to make some changes. Something happened in your body, so you had to re rewire and replan the way you live your life. Sometimes what can happen is when you're going through it and you are in that situation, in that struggle, in that fight, you can lose sight of what you are actually living for. When you are living through it, you can lose sight of what you are meant to live for. And because of the pain, because of the struggle, we can change our goals. We can change our objectives. We can let go of the actual objective and the purpose that we're meant to live for and embrace a new objective. And the new objective is let's just avoid the pain. Let's just avoid the conflict. Let's just avoid the struggle. Let's resist everything because I don't want to have to deal with it. Sometimes you just have to go through it. And it'll be all good in the end. Today I want to reignite your passion for your purpose. To remind you that your purpose is worth the fight. That what you were made for is worth going through whatever you're going through. That you have a purpose, you have a destiny, and you have something to live for. You were not made or designed to live for nothing. 
If the point was to get to a place where you, could, where you didn't have to do anything, if that was the point of your life, to, to get to a point where you don't have to do anything, you can start tomorrow. You don't have to work for 10 years until you can get to a point where you don't have to do anything. You can start tomorrow. No, you are meant to do something. You are meant to work. You are meant to work your gifts and your talents. You are meant to produce, to create. You're meant to find out what you can become great at it and then become great at it. But there's no button that you can press to suddenly become great. I hate to break it to you, but there's no Estefan Arkell machine. You can't just transform by going inside a machine. There's no, there's no greatest of all time microwave. It's a process. Greatness takes time, takes investment. You have to put your mind, your body, and your soul to it. You got to put your spirit to it and work at it. Now, whatever it is you're called to do, whatever it is that you are talented at, whatever your gifts are, we all share a common ground. Every single one of us here, we share a common ground. And in the process, you will discover that we share a common ground. What we do may be different. What you do may be different than what I do. What you do may be different than the person sitting next to you, than what that person does. But we all are meant to have the same kind of fruit out of our work. And here's what I mean. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures for you. In Ephesians 2.10, Apostle Paul wrote this. Apostle Paul said, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Matthew 5, 16, Jesus said this, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. See, the work you do may be different than the work that I do. I'm a pastor. I, most of my job is leadership, is speaking, is creating content, and... That's, that's what I do. Now here at Connect Community, we have very different, it's a true reflection of our community. We have people involved in many different areas. There's some guy, somebody who is a general contractor. He builds things. I'm not going to say any names, but he leads you into worship every week. <laughs> and he's great at it. We have teachers. We have lawyers. We have people here who are involved in real estate. We have estate managers, IT technology people. We have uh, business owners and lawyers, and I already said lawyers, but it's good to have a friend who's a lawyer. <laughs> know what I'm saying? We have accountants and designers and people in fashion. And whatever work each one of us does might look different, but at the end... It's all meant to be good. It's meant to be good work. The works are all different, but they're all meant to be good. And that's the common thread that links us together. That's the common thread that connects all of our missions and our purposes is the fact that our work is meant to be good. Now, this is true for every single one of us, but especially if you're a Jesus follower. If you're a God person here, and I realize that maybe you're here this morning, you were invited here, and, and you're not really a church person or a God person. But if, if, you've, if you've been awakened in your spirit, you will notice this, that you will not be able to, you can't live your life completely fulfilled. You can't find a, a, a contentment unless the work of your hands are good. 
once you've decided to devote your life to God and to live according to what Jesus is calling us to live. You can't live for something that's not good. In fact, I was talking to somebody just last week who told me, you know, J.D., I had to leave my job. It, it was not a bad job, but it's just not good. <laughs> Meaning the, the, the industry wasn't bad, but the job was not good. It was toxic, and it was, it was not a, a good environment. And I had to make a decision because it wasn't producing good in me, and I wasn't able to produce any good. And so I had to leave it. I had to make a decision for good. And you know what I said? Good for you. Good for you. See, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties, varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. This is what that tells me, that your gifts have been given by God for the common good. What you have in your hands, what you have in your heart, the purpose for your life, what you're meant to live for is for the common good. It's so that you can be good to others, so that you can lead people toward good, so that you can influence the world, the world with good, so that others can become better. See, it's God's way of using you and blessing the earth through you. He gave you gifts so that you can be good to others, so that you can bless others. Now, Paul was talking about spiritual gifts here. And some, some people believe that, you know, that passage is meant for church life. That the spiritual gifts that he's talking about is just meant for, you know, this environment that we're in right now. And I believe it's true as well that, you know, those gifts are meant to be alive. And I believe that we're meant to be a church that have those gifts alive and prominent. And, and, and we aspire to do that in every area. You know, to have wisdom and knowledge and faith. Those are gifts of the Spirit. To have healing and miracles and prophecy. And I, I want to see that happen in our church. Absolutely. But they're not contained in a geographic location. They're not meant to exist inside four walls. Or, or they're not particular to an activity. You know, everywhere you go, you take your spirit with you. And if the spirit of God is in you, if the life of God is in you and it's operating in you, then your, your spiritual gifts will guide your natural gifts. So when you are cutting people's hair or you are lawyering or you are teaching people, the spirit of God is using you to what? Instill faith in people, instill wisdom in people, instill knowledge in the people. And if you're a dental, dental hygienist, you're there, you're working on people, you know, the spirit of God is using you to heal that people, maybe even heal their bad breath. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe. The Listerine anointing. <laughs> whatever you do and whatever you do God wants to use you for good works he wants to use you for good works yeah, that, that, that you may operate in them so today I want to share three simple principles three simple things that can make sure that what you're living through will not take you out of the game that what you're living through will not cause you to lose sight of what you're meant to live for okay very simple because we want to make sure that we are all living for what we're meant to live for. Are you with me? First one is this. You are not alone. You need to know this. 
That in your, in your journey, you are not alone. Now, Jesus went through something. He was about to be crucified. He knew the hour was coming. He knew that, that this, this was go time. It was, it was show time. It was, it was game time. Like he, was, he, was, he knew. So he began to speak with his disciples plainly. He basically began to talk to them, not through parables, but he gathered them and started saying things like, I came from God. I'm the son of God. And now it's time for me to go back to him. I'm going back to the Father. And this stuff by Jewish law could get him killed. Total blasphemy. You're basically making yourself equal to God. But he knew it was time, so he started sharing that. And Scripture says that the disciples said, Oh, finally, God, finally, Jesus, finally, you're speaking, you're speaking plainly. You're talking straight with us, finally. And you know what? Because you are being so clear and open and you're not speaking through parables, we believe. We believe. We've seen it. We've been walking with you all these years. Uh, and, and now we know you are the Son of God. We believe. And this is what Jesus said. He answered, Oh, do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come. And when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and, and will leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. See, like Jesus, you will go through things in your life that might cause other people to just take a step away. It might cause other people to step aside. Like Jesus, some people will walk away from you because of what you're going through. Oh, it doesn't mean that they don't love you or they don't like you. And this is something that we've had to learn in our life. It doesn't mean that they don't care for you. It's just that not everybody has been given the measure of faith to fight the battles that you're fighting. Not everybody has been given the measure of hope and faith to go through what you're going through. So at times, you're going to have people in your life that are going to take a step back and say, I don't know what to do about this right now. I just, I don't know how to walk this with you. I cannot see the way you see. If I walk into your life, I'm going to discourage you. If I say anything, I'm going to say it's not going to work out. Because I don't have the faith to walk with you. So they're just going to step back and say, you know what? I'm your friend, but, but I'm going to sit this one out. And you'll be in situations where there will be no one around. Some battles you're going to fight alone. But you need to have this conviction, the same conviction that Jesus had. That although you have been left alone, you are not alone. Because God is with you. He is for you. And what He purposed for your life will come to pass. That what you're meant to live for is going to pass. Your Heavenly Father is with you and He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. You need to know that in your heart and have that same conviction that Jesus had in your heart. Got to remember that he who began the good work will complete it. The second thing I want to share with you that's important for you to keep in your heart is to remember what you are living for. Keep that fresh in your mind and in your, and in your heart. Remember that you were living for something. You know, there's a lot of people that they are fighting against everything, but they're living for nothing. Fight against everything. Every single poster headline, there's a comment. They forgot what they're living for, living for nothing. Remember what you're living for. You're living for good works. 
You're living to bless people. You're living to use your talents and your gifts so that you can be good to somebody else. You know, don't add, don't allow negative voices, don't allow criticism, don't allow negative people and negative circumstances to take you down a negative path. It's just not worth it. It's not worth your destiny. It's not worth the purpose of God for your life. You, it'll hijack your outlook and make you forget what you're living for. So you don't, don't add your negative voice to uh, the negative echo chamber, chamber. Just allow yourself, remind yourself daily what you're meant to live for. And that's for good works. Look at what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, you will leave me alone. He continued, yet I'm not alone for the father is with me. He said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. See, I have said these things not to make you feel bad. That's basically what he's saying. I'm saying these things not to guilty you. I'm not putting guilt on you or shame on you that you're going to leave me. It's okay. The path that I'm going to go right now is the path that I'm meant to live. But I'm doing this so that you can have peace and know that if I was able to conquer the world, which I have, you will be able to conquer it too. And that's the message for us today. That whatever you may be going through, you can overcome it because Christ overcame it. You may have tribulation. Now that word tribulation, it's the word thlipsis in the Greek. And it means really pressure. It's how they, they squeeze the grape and get the grape juice out of it. It means pressure. And it's the same word that's used uh, in, in a passage for affliction. This word affliction and word tribulation come from the same word. It's translated into different English words, but it's the same word. It means pressure or pressing together. And, and in this following text, Paul uses the word affliction. And it links to what Jesus said about tribulation. 2 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 6, it says, Blessed be God. And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are com comforted, it's for your comfort in which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. In other words, he reveals a great principle here, which is my third point for you today. The principle is you use it all for good. He's basically telling the church, listen, we've gone through some things. We've gone through some afflictions. But it's all so that we can comfort you. Every single affliction we've been through, every single thing we've gone through, every single point of pressure we have endured, there's a purpose for it that we may comfort you in all or any of your afflictions. And when we realize that in our lives, we are meant to use what we have gone through so that we can bless somebody else, then even those things that came to harm you, even those things that came to destroy you and to take you down, you can use it for good. It can all become used and be used for good. I've heard it said this way, that your challenges, your afflictions and your tribulations, it can make you bitter or it can make you better. Now, it's even better if it makes others better. 
It's even better if you can use it to bless somebody else. This is a beautiful, beautiful principle that you can bring comfort to somebody else through what you were going through. By your experiences, by the things that you have lived or that you're living right now, you can bless your neighbor, you can bless people in your home. And in other words, it means it's all good. It can all become used for good because it can bless other people. Now, I realize that that some of this is not easy. It's easier said than done. But but if, if your experience can add faith to somebody else, then you will see purpose in it. Because sometimes, sometimes, it's worth the risk. Sometimes, you know, you, you have the faith, like you chose to be at a church service on a Sunday morning, all right? You, you took time to come here, to be here. Whatever place you are in your walk with God, the fact that you're here tells me That there's something in you that yearns for a spiritual awakening, for something from God. So your heart is open. There's something in you that says, God, I need you in my life. I don't know what it looks like. I don't really know how it's going to unfold. But I I need something in my life that will take me toward good. But there are people around you who do not have the same hope. And what if you can take your experience, what you're going through right now, and rescue somebody else? What if you are their lifeline? What if you are someone between God and them who says, you know what? You don't have to live this way. I've been where you are. I've gone through what you've gone through. And there is a better way. He can get you through. Come on over. We can walk this together. So your story, your, your affliction, when you realize that, it's not going to paralyze you, but it's going to propel you to your purpose. And many of you here today, I just want to remind you today that you were meant for a purpose. Your life is not random, and what you're going through is not a deterrent to your mission. Just remember that. What you're going through is the avenue for you to get to where you're meant to go. And maybe you're here, you've been facing certain things that, that you can't see the end. Like I said in the beginning, you, you may not see it all come together yet. But let me instill some faith into your spirit to know that you will come out of it better than you were before. To know that God can turn it for good. You may say, JD, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've gone through. It was far too painful. It was far too hard. I don't know how this is going to turn for good. See, God just has a way. He just has a way of taking us to a place in life where we look back and we say, I don't wish that on anybody. I, I don't desire that for my life again. But I don't know how I could have gotten here without that experience. So I do not let go of it in terms of, like, I, don't, I, I wouldn't change it. God has a way of doing that when we are willing to surrender to Him. So today I just want to encourage you. Remember that you are not alone. That God is for you. Remember that you are meant to live for something. And remember that 
what you're living for can be used for good. And if you, if you do those things, if you live in that mindset, if you allow your mind to change and see the world through those lenses, then no matter what you face, no matter your circumstance, no matter the difficulty, you will be able to say, it's all good. It's all good. Do you receive it this morning? Amen. Would you mind standing?